Welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I am your host, Kristen Goodman. I am a certified life coach and a mother to three teens and a tween. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens yet keep firm boundaries? Did you know that you can do all of this without yelling and feeling frustrated? Here in this podcast, you'll find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's go. Hi there, and welcome to Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm Kristen Goodman, and I am excited to share with you our topic today, which is parenting freedom. What is parenting freedom? Parenting freedom for me means that my emotions are not tied to my child's behavior or how they feel or the things that they do or their performance. And now we're going to discuss this because it doesn't mean that I don't ever feel negative emotion or I'm never worried or sad or disappointed, but I always know that I am in control of those, that I am choosing those thoughts. I'm thinking those thoughts and having those feelings on purpose because that's what I want to feel in that moment. So let's talk about how I got here. So the first thing you're going to do is notice your feelings. If you're not used to this work, you're not going to always know the thoughts that you have and the thoughts that you do have, you think that they're true and that it's the only option that if this happens, you have to think this way and you have to feel this way. So the first step here is to notice how you're feeling when you're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or disappointed. Notice the thoughts that are creating those feelings. And when you start getting better at noticing how the thoughts you have are creating the feeling, you're giving some space so that the situation, your child is not what is creating the feeling. You're creating some space there to notice the thought. All right, so what I teach in coaching is that your circumstances don't create your feelings. Whatever it is that's going on around you is not the reason why you feel the way you feel. What your child is doing, how they are feeling or behaving or their grades, any of the circumstances around you is not what is creating your feeling. It's your thoughts about it. Because two people could be going through the exact same thing and have completely different thoughts about it and feel totally different. I know two different families. I could think of two different families with two different sets of values. Okay. And one child could be doing one thing that the other child would not be allowed to do. Okay. Those parents, if the child, if their child was participating in an activity that they didn't approve of, those parents would have different thoughts about what their child was doing that would create different feelings. All right. And then the other family who had a different set of values, things weren't as big of a deal, would have different thoughts about their child doing those exact same things. And so I tell you this not to confuse you or make you think, well, then we should have no rules and let our kids do whatever we want. Like, what's the point? I tell you this because I want you to be an intentional thinker. Okay. If you have a certain set of values and expectations of your child, You get to keep those expectations, have those expectations, but notice that your thoughts about what your child then does is coming from your thoughts. It's not coming from the situation and that will help create some space. And that space is what you need to help yourself 
then intentionally think about how you want to feel about the situation. Something that I talk about a lot is being confident in our kids and how I used to feel was that, okay, I wanted to give my kids the best possible opportunity to be the happiest and healthiest that they could be. And so I was running on this hamster wheel, trying to do all the things to make my kids happy, to make them feel loved and give them all of the things that they wanted while maintaining balance and structure and discipline. And it was a lot. I found myself manipulating situations, trying to make everyone happy, trying to keep everyone on the right page so that we would all get along. And it was exhausting. And so this episode, Parenting Freedom, if you feel emotionally tied to your kids or to keeping the family happy and making sure everyone's getting along and doing what they're supposed to do, you're not feeling very free. You're probably feeling very exhausted and tied down and like you're spinning your wheels and not being able to catch up. So how can we alleviate this? All right, the first step, like I said, is to notice your feelings, especially if you're not used to this, that's where you're gonna get the most awareness the fastest because it's a lot easier to know what we're feeling than to know the thoughts behind it. So notice how you're feeling and when those feelings come up, take a pause. What, and then the two questions that I love the most are what am I making this mean? And why is this a problem? So keep those questions in your back pocket. So when you feel a rise of negative or heavy emotion come come upon you, you can ask yourself that question. What am I making this mean? Because the situation is not creating the feeling. If the situation created that feeling, every one of us would feel and think the exact same way. And we don't. And so we need to know what thoughts we have that are creating the feelings that we're feeling. And our thoughts come from our situations from growing up, from how we were raised, from all of our life experiences. That is why we think the way that we think. And so we really want to get intentional and understand it. And then we can understand ourselves better and we're able to understand our kids better. So notice the feelings you have first and then ask, what am I making this mean? And why is this a problem for me? So once you've done that and you have your answers, why is this a problem for me? Those are your thoughts about the situation, which then will make perfect sense why you feel the way you feel. And from that feeling, you're going to have certain actions. You're going to take certain actions. I always say your feelings drive your actions like gas fuels a car. So we need positive emotions, motivating emotions to parent in the best way. When we're frustrated, overwhelmed, worried, we're going to take a certain set of actions. So you're going to keep noticing it. We're not changing anything right now. You're just going to notice how you feel. You're going to ask yourself the questions and you're going to get the answers. And then you're going to think, I'm thinking the thought that, insert thought, and it is making me feel, insert your feeling, and then notice what you do when you feel that way. This was really helpful to me when I was doing this work myself, when I was parenting my kids, because I really was able to see the the words I said, the way I said the words, the choices I made, the way I parented was because of the way I was feeling. It made sense to me. And then it made sense that the way I was feeling was because I was thinking this thought. 
that my child shouldn't do that or my child should do this or that I should make my child happy. Notice those thoughts that you have. I like to think of thoughts like a dessert platter. So imagine a dessert platter. I'm bringing it to you. It's full of a bunch of delicious dessert. There's cookies and cake and pie, all different shapes, sizes, and colors and smells. And you can only have one. How are you going to choose the dessert? I would guess you would be very intentional about choosing the dessert that you liked the most. The one that smelled the best, the one that looked the best, the one that tasted the best to you. You would choose the one that you wanted. We don't do this with our thoughts. We just have a thought enter our mind and we choose to keep it and we think it's the only one available to us. When really we have a whole dessert platter of thoughts available to us. And when we have awareness over where we are at, where we are at now, what are you thinking right now? Once you gain awareness of that and that the way you're feeling is just because of your thoughts, it will open your mind up to what else is possible. How else can we think about this? Okay, so just to recap a little bit, your first step is to notice your feeling. Ask yourself, why is this a problem? What am I making this mean? Understand all of the thoughts behind it. So it's important not to judge yourself or feel like you should do it any differently than you are. You're just gonna notice. And from there, you're gonna start questioning, do I have to think this way? Is there any other way that I could think about this situation that would generate another feeling for me? How do I want to feel in this situation? So let's talk about kids and expectations and when our emotions are tied to whether or not they, they do the things that we want them to do. So our child's not meeting our expectations and we feel frustrated about that. And so if I feel frustrated because my child is not meeting their expectations and I have a thought that they should, then I'm going to try to convince them. I'm going to remind them. I'm going to nag them. I'm going to get mad and possibly yell at them until they do the job that I've asked them to do. Okay. And so then they'll do the job that I've asked them to do, but guess what? I'm going to still be frustrated. It's, I'm not going to feel good because the job was done. I'm now going to feel a lack of connection with my child. I'm going to feel guilt and shame for yelling, for not being able to get them to do it the first time. I'm just going to have a whole bunch of thoughts and feelings and it's not going to feel good. So that doesn't mean we go to the other side where we just don't expect anything of our kids and we do everything on our own, but we get to this place where we have expectations without the drama. And so how can you clearly state your expectations? Is it possible to clearly state your expectations to your kids in a time when things are calm and peaceful and not urgent? And then think together about how you could get this done, make a plan, and then have the consequences in place before it's expected. Okay, so there's no drama. You're coming together, you're talking, you're communicating, you're giving your kids expectations, letting them know what you want them to do, and allowing them to tell you what they have on their plate. You can then ask them how you can help them. Do they need help? Why aren't they meeting your expectations now? 
and what do they need so that they can do what you want them to do. Okay, so let's say you've done all of that and they are not doing the things that you've asked them to do, that you've already set up. Well, you've already put the consequence in place and so then you just follow through with that consequence. So do you see how there's no drama? There's no resentment. There's no nagging. There's telling your child what you expect, having that conversation with them, and then if they don't do it, the, con the consequence is already in place. Okay, now I have teenagers, and I know that it's not always so black and white, so, so easy, right? Things come up, we get busy, your kids have to do the dishes that night, and then they end up having a game or something and they're not home. You as the parent get to decide, and this is the other part of parenting freedom, is that you're the parent, you get to decide. Don't let outside influences make you feel like you're not doing it right, that you need to be more or less of a certain way, because that's not true. And then the last thing I will share today is about not taking things personally. So when your teens are talking back to you or being rude, okay, they are saying words in a certain way that we interpret to be rude or disrespectful, all right? And then we have a thought, they are being disrespectful. How do you want to feel about that thought? If you feel disrespected, you are going to act from that place of disrespect. And you're notice if you disrespect your kids back and then you're just mirroring emotions and your children are talking at you, you're talking at them and nothing is getting, there's no solutions found this way. So your child says the exact same thing. They're being disrespectful. They're being rude. That's what you're, you're thinking. You're interpreting their words, their behavior as disrespectful and rude. How do you want to think and how do you want to feel about it? You might want to feel like that is rude, that is disrespectful, that is inappropriate. But instead of feeling disrespect, like they are attacking you, like it's a, like they are thinking, I'm just going to say this to make my mom mad. I mean, I don't know, they could. But most of the time, they're just being teenagers. They are saying and doing things because of their own thoughts and feelings. Our teens' thoughts and feelings are their own. They have nothing to do with us. And we can teach and guide and help them the best that we can. But ultimately, they are in charge of their own thoughts and their own feelings and their own actions, right? And so this is so helpful because then when your teen is acting in a way that you don't like, instead of trying to be a fixer or a corrector or a judger, of what they are doing, you know, you're judging and correcting, you are going to want to understand them. You're not taking it personally. It means nothing about you or your parenting and you love your child. So instead of correcting them, you're going to want to understand them. And from that place, you're going to create a connection where over time you're going to show them respect and they will be able to give that respect back to you. That is the goal. But if you're struggling with your teen, if you are feeling like you have lost them, you're not in a good place with communication and they're not responding to you, I want you to take a breath and step back and it's okay. You have time. It isn't urgent. When you feel like it's urgent and you have to make changes right now, you're going to act graspy. You're going to act like this is such a problem. 
What if it wasn't a problem? What if this is the exact journey your teen is supposed to go on? And if they're not meeting your expectations and you're having a hard time getting them to do their jobs, what if that wasn't a problem? What if it was just you trying to figure out the best way to get your kids to do their jobs? Maybe your way isn't working and you have to find a new way, right? We don't have to think of everything as a problem. When you think of it as a problem, it's gonna create a feeling. That feeling will be driven by urgency, by a need to fix. What if it wasn't a problem? Open your mind to new ideas, to new ways to think about things that'll help you show up with more confidence, motivation, determination. Those emotions don't always feel good. It's not always fun to be the mom who has to hold to boundaries or consequences with our kids, but that's the work we have to do, right? Okay, so this episode is mostly focused on you noticing the thoughts that you're having that are creating your feelings, and those thoughts are optional. And while you might think this is the only thought I can think about this situation, open your mind up to the dozens of other thoughts that are available to you, because I promise you they are. Just like that dessert platter of dessert, you wouldn't choose a dessert you didn't like. Don't choose thoughts that make you feel terrible. It's not gonna serve you or your kids. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Just a heads up, next week, I am excited to share with you a guest and he's gonna talk just to the teens. So of course I want you as parents to listen, but I would love if you would share it to your teens. We're gonna talk about friendships and dating and online school. And he really gives us some actionable tips and ways that our kids can understand it can help them navigate the difficult things in their life. And I keep them pretty short. I always try to keep my podcasts within 30 minutes to make them easy to listen to. And uh, anyway, hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I am so grateful you're here. I'm excited to announce that my most requested training is available to you right now for free. Grab my How to Avoid a Power Struggle with Your Teen over on my website, kristengoodmancoaching.com. Simply click on the Here's How button and you'll be in. Interested in working with me one-on-one? I've got a four-week intro course to self-coaching that you won't want to miss. Find more info at kristengoodmancoaching.com forward slash self-coaching mastery. Thanks again for listening. Remember, you are the best parent for your team. Talk to you soon.